Bro, oh I God. cannot believe how hungover I was in that Whole Foods and I spent $200 on what? I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Just Roman Whole Foods, hungover as fuck. Get to the get to the cashier. She's like 192.96 and I said <laughs> what? Not 192.96. <laughs> I said, "Oh, Okay, here's my credit card. Like, Like, what else? (laughs) That's all you could have done. What else can you do? What else can you do? Hey. Hello. I'm Sarah. And I'm Nathaniel. And this is. To be completely transparent. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, Thanks for tuning in. We have a great episode lined up for you today. Um, Nathaniel, what are, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to be talking about saying sorry, forgiveness, resentment, kind of how, mm. you know, generally apologizing and why that can be very complex. And it mm. obviously creates a lot of complicated feelings. So I don't know. It's just been on my mind recently. So I wanted to discuss this. Hell yeah. I'm excited. But obviously, we have to start with hot takes per use. So, and what you know what I'm gonna say? What you have to, you have to go first. <laughs> <laughs> always, 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 always. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> my hot take this week is that in most occasions, sex is better if you're listening to music. Okay, so let's just go. Let's go back to the the Instagram feed from six minutes ago. Six minutes ago. Six minutes ago. There's a response here. Oh, so this is like like legitimately six minutes ago. Like this is live happening. Okay, seven. Just change to seven. I, I don't want to lie. Lie to you. It was seven minutes. Okay, all right. Um, okay. From from Cam. Cam Priest, hi. Oh. Loyal listener. Hey, Cam. Love him. Um, <laughs> do you think anyone has ever had sex to your podcast? Hope you're thinking of <laughs> Hope you're thinking about that today while you record. Like literally that was seven minutes ago. What? It's so relevant to uh to my hot take. I will I if anybody has ever had sex to our podcast, you must immediately. let us know. I was just about to say that. You like immediately. <laughs> I will be I, I don't even know how I will react. Like I'll just be baffled and honored and like I just honored. Oh my god, so honored. Because like, that's there's hilarious. really nothing about the podcast in itself that's like setting the mood. No, you know, <laughs> like we're talking about capitalism. <laughs> just, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, we're out here being like capitalism fucking sucks, and you're like, oh yeah, that's it. Like what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, but honestly, if that's your kink, like, not shaming you, I'm here for it. I just want to know because I am truly honored and that will forever be my fun fact. You know what I mean? Like, if that if somebody comes back and was like, hey, um, don't don't tell my don't share my name on the podcast. But, yeah, I, I did. Fuck to your <laughs> podcast. I would be like, oh, my God, I would literally be like, you have made my life. And then every instance moving forward in my own journey. Someone would be like, what's a fun fact about you? I'd be like, somebody fucked to the sound of my voice. Like, that is <laughs> incredible. At least people say that you <laughs> you sound good. Yeah. So I mean I, I guess, yeah. We have been we have been told we have good podcasts. So maybe voices. like what I'm saying is there could be a chance. 
There, there is a chance, maybe. <laughs> I have not had sex to our podcast. I will come out and say that right now. <laughs> Can you imagine if one of us turned it on? We're like, hey, you know what really my, gets me going? My podcast. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play it. Um, <laughs> Alexa, turn on TBCT. <laughs> like what? Alexa, play episode three, classism, race, inclusivity. <laughs> like, what? Oh, God. I'm fucking weak. Uh, <laughs> this made my day. Wow. I I don't even That's good. Intend. So, yeah, my, my hot take is that you should listen to music. But if you also want to listen to our podcast, go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, Nathaniel, what is what is your hot take? Here's one that I think you might be, uh, you might be surprised. Actually, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to take this. But I think generally from a pop culture aspect, which you have admitted is not your largest area of of expertise. Mm -hmm. But so Smooth Criminal, right, Michael, you know that Alien Ant Farm did a cover and that's basically the biggest song of their career is their cover of smooth criminal i mean if you, even if you go to their spotify right now like that's the most played and then it's like everything else is just not very played i think it's slightly better than the original oh yeah. that is kind of a hot this, take have i heard th- have i, I fe- heard this version like, i feel I like at some version? point in the last 20 years you probably heard it and it's interesting because like smooth criminal is a good song but it's a it's not in my like top fifteen MJ songs personally. Yeah. And then I something about their cover was just very good. I don't know. People, it's a it's this is an argued topic. A lot of people talk about it. One of my friends is a huge MJ fan and personally is bitter about it because growing up there were people oh. who thought that that was Alien Ant Farm song just because there was such a gap in oh, time. I, see. I mean, I see. Smooth Criminal is from mm. Bad, so that's nineteen eighty seven. And I think Alien Ant Farm did this in like 2000-ish in that realm. So like, interesting. when we were in growing up or in elementary school, people were like, oh, this Smooth Criminal song by Alien Ant Farm. And that, that irked him, <laughs> which I get. But I do, I do think, I think, it's, I think <laughs> yeah. it's better. Okay. I mean, I, I don't really feel like I have a strong opinion because I can't recall right, right, right. this version. But... I hear what you're saying. Sometimes, I mean, yeah, it is a contentious thing when, like, a remake or a cover is liked better than the original. That is, like, that usually does create a divide. So I can understand the controversy here. I just don't know if I have a person. Do you have any, any like, popular, popular song that you like a remake of more? That comes to mind. Mm. You might not have anything that just hmm. strikes you immediately. I feel like I... No, I don't, I don't think, I can't think of anything, like, right off the top of my head, but I do feel like there are some songs that, like, sample old songs really, really well, and so, like, I'll like the new version that's, like, a remix or whatever that's sampling an old song, and, like, I feel like I've, I've always had this interaction, like, with my parents where they're like, ugh, they ripped it off of XYZ, and I'm like, okay, yeah, but I like this new one. Like, that's the closest I can think of. Because I feel like they, they did that a lot. I mean, they always resample. Like, that that never goes away. But I feel like there was, like, a period of time where it, that was, like, a hot thing to do. And my parents would be like, oh, my God, yeah. they did it again. 
And I was like, well, it's kind of a banger. So it was good that they did that. <laughs> it's it slaps. So who cares? Hey, right. Like, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I have missed some of the samples. Like, there has been times I'm listening to a song and I, I did not realize it was sampled because it's sampled from a song when I was just too young or mm-hmm. it just was not part of my regular listening right. rot- rotation. And I and now I'm getting to the point yeah. where there are newer songs where I'm like, wait, this song is from 07. And I'm and I listen to it regularly. It's very weird. Yeah. I'm getting old is what I'm saying. It's because we're no, we're getting right. up there. Okay, so let us jump into our topic today um, about apologizing. I know there's a lot of directions that we can take this, um, but I'll just I want to say a little bit about just kind of generally what I was was thinking when when this topic came to mind, and that's just when we think about apologizing. There's there's a few things that I notice. So one, there's a lot of people who apologize far too often or apologize for things that they don't need to apologize for like it it doesn't seem like it would warrant an apology so that was a big thing that came to mind the other was mm-hmm. even after an apology is given what happens after that so what does it actually mean to accept an apology what changes after an apology is ex- accepted because when x event happens there's still going to be a reaction and someone's going to have feelings about it so how do you move forward from there? And I guess I'm thinking more deep apologies where it's not just like, a, oh my gosh, like somebody was annoying for four seconds and it irritated me. So I apologize. You know what I mean? Like more like long-term things, things that have bigger consequences. How do you sit with that? And I'm like, okay, we've, mm-hmm. we have to, to talk about this on the podcast because there's, there's just a lot, a lot there. <laughs> so yeah. Tell me, tell me you studied psychology without telling me you studied psychology. <laughs> this is what Nathaniel percolates about. He's like, hmm, I wonder what people's emotional state is after someone apologizes. This is not the first time that you've called me out for being a psych major. I think you did in the. I mean, I love it. I hey, I love it. I I want to be unpredictable so bad. You will not be. You will never be. I disagree. If, any, if anybody <laughs> listening doesn't think I'm predictable, please reach out, share stories, let me know, because I need all the ammo that I can get. Because I, I think I'm unpredictable. <clears throat> I'm just going to say it. I'm unpredictable. Look at you. You. Oh, my God. You do not believe mm. me at all. No, not even a little. But anyway, apologies. Great, great topic choice. As much as I like to make fun of you for why you think about these things and how you think about these things. It is a it's a good thing that we we definitely should talk about and I think there's a lot to talk about. So, I want to comment on your your first point that you made about people apologizing too often or, you know, when it's not warranted. And I just think it's super interesting because I actually set an intention a couple years ago, so I don't set like New Year's resolutions, but I try to set intentions for the year. Um, And I set one a couple years ago that said, don't say sorry unless you're actually sorry. And I think that like I was and a lot of other women mostly are socialized to apologize all the time and to like take the fall for things and, you know, to to have that just be an automatic response. And so I noticed that I was doing that. And I don't, I would not consider myself a pushover or, you know, like not like a 
hard people pleaser, you know, I mean, I have some of those tendencies, but I wouldn't necessarily classify myself in, in that way, but I still felt like I was apologizing all the time when I really wasn't sorry or I didn't do anything wrong, you know? And so I set that intention a couple years ago and it is something I still think about quite often. And I try to, I try to call people out, especially other women when they're doing it and be like, why are you apologizing? You know, and I like question it now because I started questioning myself. And so I try to do that for other people. And I honestly, I feel like most of the time people are like, hmm, I don't know. Right. Like if you're like, why? Like, actually, why are you apologizing? Did you do something wrong in this in this situation? Like, is this warranted? Most of the time people are like, hmm, I don't think it is, you know. So it's just interesting. And then like, I think it's it's definitely a more widespread experience. Maybe that people don't always recognize or talk about. So. I do the same thing with calling people out. I probably also mm-hmm. say like a blanket I'm sorry just moving through the day with something that is not You think you do? I don't think you do. I think you're pretty good at not doing that it, actually. It's like if I am like requesting someone's time at work or I am mm. interrupting someone to give something or say something I feel like Sometimes I just throw that word out there. And I could be like, uh, hey, do you have a minute? Yeah. Or any, literally, there's so many words that don't have to be like, sorry to bother you. Oh, yeah. it's like I'm, I can't always assume right. that that's what I am doing. But then when it's like, mm-hmm. but that's different. That's like small stuff. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about like, I'm, I'm trying to, to go back to your other point about this being about more yeah, like deeper long-term type of situations that you're apologizing for. And I, st- I still feel like, I mean, I feel like the, the little sorries kind of add up to the big sorries. So they're, I think they're still relevant, right? Like if it's, if you go through your day-to-day life and yeah. you're always yeah. like, sorry, 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 then when it is something that is deeper, that is also going to be your initial response or your, you know, your gut response, right? Like that's something you're like, brain is is conditioned to do yes so huh yeah that's a good point i so when when the when you know you're at fault like you have done something and you know that someone is Mm -hmm. actively upset whatever it was i feel like that apology is definitely way harder to do because you're like oh my gosh like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of feelings around this yeah i messed up i have to say something about it but like i don't know what the reaction is going to be so it just adds all these other complex feelings which makes it yeah scary i think that makes it harder to do so when you're like okay like i really have to to call this person or meet with this person and like sincerely apologize like that's that stuff is tough it is hard and that makes me think like why why is it so easy for us to apologize when it's unwarranted and so hard to apologize when it is I think that's what I was getting towards, but you just said it. Yeah, quicker. that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, but like, yeah, like that's such a good point, right? Like, it's so easy for us to throw around and be like, somebody else did something. You're like, mm, sorry. And then when you do something, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, how do I, how do I actually like do this in a meaningful way, in a way that is going to be sincere? Like, it's uncomfortable for everyone involved. Why? You know, like that's such a good point. Could probably write a a psych essay <laughs> on this. Um, Honestly, yeah. Someone make this your thesis. So, <laughs> probably. I mean, okay. I don't. Am I gonna do it? Am I gonna relate it back to childhood? I don't need to. 
<laughs> I, I feel like that's the path we're on. So just just take that journey. <laughs> I just think that overall, it's probably either not having your feelings validated as a child or growing up. So then you're not hearing people aren't apologizing to you for any any feelings that you have any thing that has happened you're not being apologized to for it so then I think learning how to do so is probably more difficult like yeah if if as a child like everything is your fault right like children mess up and then they are reprimanded and then Mm -hmm. you've seen all these videos of people trying to to parent better and like yeah say these things to a child that's like hey like i know that this upset you and this is what like that is not a thing like people are like children do not have like no wrong 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 so then one are you gonna apologize more often probably and then you add the societal just the pressures and expectations on women specifically yeah add that to the Mm -hmm. childhood of course you're probably going to be an over apologizer right I was thinking, too, like if kids are forced to apologize and they don't understand like the rationale behind it. Right. Like if your parents like say sorry, like you what, like you just did something like apologize and the child doesn't understand like why it was wrong or what the impact was or, you know, there's not the communication about the other factors at play but they still were forced to apologize anyway. I think that also contributes to the over apologizing. Cause they're like, well, you know, I, I don't really know like why I'm doing this. I don't really know what I did wrong, but like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because this is what I was told to do mm-hmm. from the beginning of time. <laughs> you know, Literally, like, yeah. I think that, that that's a big impact as well. Yeah. So then now the apology is borderline meaningless. Right. Right. The little ones or the, or the daily ones. But then, yeah, when it comes to the real stuff, it's so fucking hard. And I think that that also gets into some of the other topics we want to we want to talk about, like with resentment and the act of forgiving after an apology and things like that. It's like if the if the apology is warranted, there's a lot more at stake. Right. And you don't always know exactly what that outcome is going to be. So it does feel a lot more challenging to do that and to to work through it and I think you know fear shame guilt Mm -hmm. all of that plays into it big time 100% and the fact that you can't control other people's responses to your apology right you can you can have an ideal outcome in your head but you can't control what they're going to say to you yeah so going into it knowing like this is all I can give I don't know how they're going to take it that's tough scary yeah and personally when this is an interesting thing i've noticed so responding to an apology don't know how to do such like 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 a legit one like a like a deep apology i'm just like what do i do with this information like because like it's like (laughs) (laughs) finger guns awesome thanks um (laughs) but got it yep (laughs) (laughs) because like it's it's because then there's moment okay so then now it's a a spot where like you can continue talking about feelings you can be vulnerable in that moment you can be like i was not prepared to respond or i need time to respond Mm -hmm. and then like you don't have to like equally say something that was that long if it is a long apology it's just like 
literally, what do you do? But then obviously you're going to have feelings about receiving the apology. It's, it probably meant something to you. So you're either like taking those words into consideration or you're like mm-hmm. refusing to feel those words. This gets very mm-hmm. complex. Like I don't know how to respond yeah. to apologies. Yeah. it. I mean, it definitely is. It's hard. I think, you know, for me, my response is, is very dependent on how sincere I feel that the apology is. That's if true. I feel like somebody doesn't really mean it, the sincerity matters, right? And and that's something, you know, if somebody felt like they were forced to apologize, but they don't truly feel sorry, like you can kind of tell sometimes. And so if I get that vibe at all, then I would rather you not apologize. Like mm-hmm. I feel the insincerity of it is like a little insulting. I'm like, don't, don't do that. Like I'm not going to accept that. I'm still going to be angry, maybe more angry if that was how I was feeling before or more hurt, right? If I if I feel like you're just going through the motions and like to me, the, the image that comes to my mind is like rolling eyes, like just being like, yeah, 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 whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And like that to me is, is almost worse than not apologizing sometimes. So do we think that if someone doesn't actually meet the apology that they're giving, does that simply mean that they suck Or that they just not take, because there's definitely times where people will refuse to accept responsibility for how an action made someone feel. Yeah. Do they just need to simply do more reflection on that? Or is that just like, how do we get to the point where you know you have like hurt someone or wronged someone or or did something, whether it's Mm. unwittingly or not, and you're like, I refuse to apologize. Like, I will not. I know what I did hurt someone else, but I'm just going to. I'm just going to be here kicking it. Like, what? how do we get to that point? See, this is so interesting, too, right? Because we just talked about the other end of the spectrum of people who over-apologize. And then there's totally, like, people on the other complete other side, like you're saying, who do not have the self-awareness that they need to have to know when when it is time for them to to apologize and they won't accept their responsibility. And I think that is, to me, something that is, like, a huge sign of immaturity right if you cannot understand the social impact of your actions or the or your words whether or not somebody told it to you right like I think there's a point where some people are not necessarily going to say directly that they were hurt but they will give you other signs that what you did was was not okay and you should apologize. And there are some people who just like have not cultivated the awareness to be able to know that. And I, th- I think that's different than people who know and like refuse to apologize. Like those people suck. But the people who just like do not have the awareness to realize what their in- what their actions are resulting in, like that is immaturity to me. And that's not like necessarily trying to like shit on these people sometimes it it genuinely is just a skill you need to develop and you need to become more aware of what's happening around you and and reflect on your own actions and and how you feel and and how you interact with people and how they feel some of that is it just comes with time and practice and exposure right but there is a point I think where people really need to be focused on that and I mean it's it's part of being a decent person and having healthy relationships and so you know I think it's definitely nuanced, but I don't want to like totally cancel people like immediately if they don't have that awareness. Right. Because I do mm-hmm. feel like it is something that has to be like a, a skill that has to be honed. No, for sure. And 
this brings me to okay so i'll roll resentment into this soon but yeah like in college i feel like we heard the the intent versus impact Mm -hmm. conversation a lot where yeah really trying to make people understand that there are going to be so many times where something is hurtful because either now you've like you're around so many people that are your age that are doing the same thing but that come from all these different backgrounds and places and cities states countries all of it and you may do something or say something that hurts someone and you truly didn't mean to like you thought everything Mm -hmm. was cool but the impact it had on the other person was negative and being aware of that is not I know that that's not a easy thing to Mm do because it's totally fine if you're like I mean not I'm not gonna say it's totally fine that's not what I mean but if you say something out of just pure like ignorance and you just you did not know any better truly and then you can acknowledge that you did not know and then you're like wow well now I know what behavior to change in the future or what to learn about so that this doesn't happen I think that's a very like mature response Mm -hmm. and and you know Mm -hmm. skill if you want to call it that but the issue comes where people refuse for that reality to exist like if Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to hurt this person then I'm just not liable and I I don't think that that's that, that clearly objectively doesn't work like yeah you, you yeah. can't you can't tell someone else that they are like they shouldn't feel hurt or yeah or the the fate like the i apologize if i offended mm-hmm. you or mm-hmm. to whoever was offended it just seems like you right like the conditional statements care. around it yeah, yeah 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 and yeah that's true it's just wild to me i i hear that a lot and i'm like that that is like the number one key way to know that the apology doesn't really mean that much to you you really feel mm-hmm. like you weren't in the wrong mm-hmm. but you're like mm, i mean i guess some people are upset so like let me just say this real quick yeah there's so many different mindsets that people can be in when they are giving and receiving apologies right like we've talked about a bunch of them and so it's just interesting like knowing that and how like how nuanced of a topic it is it's it makes it challenging, I think, for for people to know how to navigate it because there are so many different ways that like you can feel about giving an apology, and there are so many w- different ways that people can feel about accepting one. And I think we've touched on we like I said we've touched on a lot of them, but it it is just kind of like the more we're talking about this, more I'm like, oh fuck, like this is way more complex than just being like, I am sorry the end like that's an apology right like it's it's so much more complex than that sorry i'm just like musing now i'm like hmm, this is fascinating <laughs> i told you I, it's like low-key therapy out here i mean we'll um, we'll drop our venmos people can uh, <laughs> people can pay us <laughs> therapy's expensive man would i be a good therapist people told me that before i think you would i think you would i mean you already do it for free so <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me tell me I'm wrong. Tell me you do not give away free therapy to people. If this was a vlog, y'all would see <laughs> how I'm reacting right now. Oh, he knows it's time. true. <laughs> he know he just knows it's true. <laughs> Look, I am I am getting better. You are. You are. We are we are growing. We are learning. We are healing. We are setting boundaries. Oh, Oh, we love it. We like, love a tie-in. We love a crossover app. <laughs> like you didn't have to just like you didn't have to read me like that. I'm not in therapy. I'm just 
your co-host. Sheesh. Okay. Sorry. I psychoanalyzing people is one of my favorite things. Hmm. I'll stop. I won't. I won't do it without your consent next time. My apologies. <laughs> Truly, genuinely, I apologize. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Finger guns. Cool. On to the cool. next topic. <laughs> anyway. Not anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh, man. Obviously, now we've talked about just generally how complex apologizing is. But now I want to talk about the feelings that are present after an apology, whether it's mm-hmm. immediately as time has passed and, and the feelings of potential grudges or mm. resentment that mm-hmm. that come after that because there's definitely times where whether whatever was done is just simply too much that someone's like I don't think I ever either want to talk to this person or mm. see this person or I don't want to accept this apology or like this was just really awful or this caused all this pain whatever it is and that piece of it is also extremely complex because you'll hear some people think like being able to accept an apology is very necessary in terms of healing and moving on with things and other people will say well absolutely not like why would you accept an apology if you don't feel like it's truthful or it's not going to help you or the offense is just unforgivable Right. So that's mm, that's interesting. There's just a lot, a lot there where yeah. Now we now we have feelings of of resentment. I feel like resentment is a a deeper word than like a a grudge because sometimes yeah. To me, like a grudge could be petty, could be like for sure. I don't like this person, or I'm just holding this grudge because this one thing happened and it's overall not the biggest deal ever, but. Yeah. Still rubs me the wrong way, so I'm just going to keep thinking about it. And that's, I mean, yeah. whatever, I guess that's your someone's prerogative if they want to do that. But with resentment, it's like, it's in my mind, it usually is tied to a more serious or complex situation that someone was in. Because I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to resent someone because, like, they were annoying in the group chat. Like that doesn't, doesn't <laughs> add up <laughs> or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how do we sit with those feelings, and how long does it take to? I mean, I guess it's gonna take everyone different amounts of time, but yeah, is is having resentment towards someone not good, but productive? Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting point, and I think my initial thought is that everyone is gonna process on their own timeline, right? And we, we talk about this a lot, but when you are actively feeling these feelings, whatever the situation caused, right? Like if, if something happened and you're feeling hurt or you're feeling upset or you're feeling angry and somebody apologizes, even if it is like, let's just say for this scenario, their apology is incredibly sincere and they did a lot of reflection. They know that they fucked up. They are, they are trying to right the wrongs in some way right but you as the person who who was wronged is still deep in those feelings I think that resentment and a continuation of those feelings for a while is understandable and is valid and I think something that I personally have thought about and, and something that I try to work on is 
how do I balance giving myself space to feel those feelings because that is a valid reaction to whatever occurred? How do I balance that with accepting a sincere apology and, and moving forward, right? Because I feel like my my personal tendency is to hold on to those feelings for a while and it does take me a little bit to let go of them even if I know that this person recognizes that they made a mistake and they acknowledged that to me. It does still take me a while to to actually feel different, right? And so I think we have to give ourselves space for that but not, you know, hold on to it for so long that it does turn into this like really long period of resentment or this, you know, maybe something that becomes so ingrained in how you think about this person that it almost feels impossible to fix the relationship or go back to how it was before. Like, I think we need to be careful about that process. And I'm not like prescribing any certain way that people need to work through that because it's going to be very individual. But I do think that's something I've been thinking about is, is how do you find that sweet spot? Mm -hmm. So do you think that if there's a a point in time where you, you've accepted the apology, you don't, you don't yet feel any different. Like you're still a little Mm -hmm. upset, hurt, pissed, whatever, all valid things. I guess everyone's going to have a different end goal because Mm -hmm. the goal can't, the goal probably isn't going to be to fully return to normal. I guess it depends what normal was, or is this a romantic relationship? Is this a friendship? Is this family relationship? Like there's so those are also going to play a role because usually if you're talking about a romantic relationship either the relationship could have ended (laughs) or obviously you're still in the relationship and something hurt you that's going to be different that's going to be part of the the process people are out here in long relationships married whatever and like major things have happened and it caused rifts in the marriage so then that's probably one where you have to more actively figure out how to balance your negative feelings so that it doesn't because if you if you legitimately start resenting your partner or partners or whoever huge problem like yeah big time yeah it's definitely not like a one-size-fits-all response I mean yeah we've talked about how different like the reactions can be and and the reasons for the apology matter as well and, and you know everything like that so there is not there's not like one singular way to to be like this is my formula for working through it but I think just being like with anything else, being aware, being open and communicative about your feelings and your needs and your current state and what, you know, what you would like it to be moving forward. Like all of that, I think, is is really helpful. Like I'm thinking about it. If somebody if I was really fucking pissed, I feel like I'm getting better as I get older and I have more practice that I feel more comfortable being like, yo, I'm still pretty upset right now. I'm going to need a minute. Like, I'll let you know when I'm ready to talk about this again or, or when I can have a more calm discussion, right? And and even if they're like, I apologized already and I this is – what else can I do? Like, sometimes you just got to be like, I hear you. I'm going to just take a step back. You let me know when you're ready, right? And and that's something that I feel like it, so much easier said than done <laughs> from both mm-hmm. sides, right? Like, from yeah. like if the, the apologizer and the person receiving the apology, like – being able to communicate your needs in the in that space very hard it's a it i think as the person apologizing you know if it's like a hey i need some some space like it's initially a vulnerable spot to be in cuz you're like oh my gosh like yeah i have i have figured out 
what words to say to this person because I I feel bad that I did this and I, I want them to know that mm-hmm. I am truly sorry. And then you're you're gonna feel some sort of like oh like it's not resolved yet. Right, like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't enough. It, 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 well, it's you not know? resolved. What do I do? Yeah. And you there really isn't anything that you can do in that spot other than like being yeah. like I hear you. Right. I'll lay off for a little bit. Like hit me up. Like that's yeah. You just have to sit with that. But I think like. You do, you do. But I think it's also fair in that situation to ask for clarification, right? Like, you know, like, so I'm thinking about it. If you, if you are the apologizer and you give a sincere, genuine apology and the response back is, I appreciate that you gave me this apology. I'm not sure I can, I'm in a place to accept it right now. I need some more space. I think it's also valid for you as the person who did the apologizing to say, I totally respect that. I understand and I hear you. Is it okay if I reach out in three days? Right? Like you can ask for clarification like that. Like you don't have to necessarily just sit and twiddle your thumbs. Like, and if that person is like, no, 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 I'll let you know. Then you can also be like, okay, what does that look like? You know, what is you letting me know look like? Are you going to reach out to me? Like, what should I expect? And I think like sometimes people aren't going to have answers to that, which is another, you know, hard thing. But I do feel like in that situation, we've been talking a lot in this in this episode about like the people who are receiving the apology. But I think if you're you're giving it, there are things you can do and there are there are things that are within your bounds to ask for as well. Right. Because you're both humans. You're both fallible. You're both capable of making mistakes and accepting the consequences. Right. So it has to be like a a two way thing. Mm. Let me add this to the list to talk to Susan. We love therapy. We love therapy so Susan, much. I, I, we haven't talked about Susan, have we? Did we bring no. that up before? No. Okay. <laughs> that, Susan is because of you, right? Yeah. That's hilarious. Named Susan. Okay. Well, anytime I talk about a therapist in general, in any conversation I have with anyone, they are now Susan. <laughs> and that is not my current therapist name, but it was my old therapist name. I think that is where it came from. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So ever since then, I've been like, oh, we got to talk to Susan about this or like put it on the list. When are you scheduling your appointment with Susan? Like I'm <laughs> encouraging other people to see if they, you know, could, do could you actually for Susan. do you actually do that with other people? Not just me. Oh, dead ass. Like everyone. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't think I knew <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> So there are like multiple people like probably listening to the podcast right now who are like, yeah, we just call therapy in general Susan. Susan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really? Like 100%. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. I love it. I have friends who have therapists actively not named Susan and we both refer to the therapist as Susan. <laughs> so yeah. That's so good. I love it. Hilarious. So yeah, put this on the list for Susan. Everyone listening, put this on the list for your Susan. (laughs) So if someone apologized to me, my immediate response is probably going to not be a lot. Um, But then say I I did say like I I just wasn't in a place to accept said apology right now. I think Mm -hmm. the revisiting the topic later part would be incredibly difficult for me personally mm-hmm. like i think i would honestly just never talk about it again ever <laughs> put that on your list for your season i think i would just you, not okay, i but, think i would i just be like you know here here we are this happened a year ago and i'm just cool even if you don't feel like it's resolved you would just never bring it up again that's not good objectively correct <laughs> 
Yeah. Welp. Uh, <laughs> we got to unpack that. Hey, I'm all about taking space. I'm all about moving on and leaving things behind you that no longer serve you. If it is a drain on your energy and it is not worth your mental brain power, I get it. Move on. But if you're leaving things unresolved for the sole reason that you do not want to talk about it again or you don't want to bring it up or you're afraid or whatever the negative feelings are around it, if that's the sole reason, we got an issue. (laughs) Just a little, just a little tiny issue that um, we should definitely talk about why that is. And my guess is that it's going to be trauma. But... Trauma. That's not the reason for just, anything. Just spitballing here. Right. Maybe. Know. We'll see. Yeah, I think I would just avoid it. I think I would I would have a, a short exchange. Like say there's an apology, there's a little bit of conversation back and forth, like not we have to go meet up and talk about this for two hours or just even if like we we approach the topic, like there was an apology, there was a you know, sorta kind of like cleared the air for a little bit. I, in that moment, I'm probably still going to be like, this is weird or this is uncomfortable or like, you know, I'm not at the end of the convo like, sweet. So tequila shots, like, let's go out today. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. But then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the, like, not the resentment piece. Like, I'm actively thinking about said scenario or like, I I don't feel different yet. But then I just won't communicate Mm -hmm. that like ever. And then maybe one day, truly, I won't care. And I'll be like, hmm. but there's so many situations where people are like, oh, yeah, like I just like cut this person out of my life. Like, I, you know, maybe these things continue to happen. And I was like, oh, yeah, like that's I don't need to spend my energy on that. And like, I just mm-hmm. won't. I'll just be kicking it. I mean, yeah, sometimes toxic people just got to go. I think I don't know. I think there again, there's a fine line because I feel like my my tendency sometimes is to talk things talk things out too much almost sometimes not always but sometimes like after an apology if I sat with it I'll just continue to bring it up until I feel like I have resolved it in my own brain and sometimes that's not productive sometimes it's counterproductive Mm. even to actually solving the issue and sometimes there you know there is space for a little bit more of that I'm just going to let this go and move forward and like that sounds like a little bit more like what you're doing or what you tend to do but I do think that doing that without having any sort of resolution or conversation following the event when everyone's a little bit more clear-minded, I think, is is also problematic. So you got to kind of find that balance. Because I've definitely annoyed people, like, big time. Being like, can we just, just, all right, just one more time. Let me just go over this again. Just, just one more time. Mm-hmm. Can we talk through that? And they're like, we did this, like, six times. Like, I have nothing new to say to you. We've said it all, right? That's when you got to be like, mm, okay, we can table this as long as everyone feels like they've said their piece. Like, you know, we're good. I still stand by you got to talk it out a little bit, though, at least. Um, I, yeah, I'm probably way too far on the other end of the spectrum of not talking about it. So yeah. we got to, we got to, we got to, <laughs> can we like inch towards the center? Can I be a centrist for a moment? You trying to be a moderate? Absolutely. <laughs> Our our favorite kind of people. We love moderates. They really just get, you know, both sides, you know? Yeah, just... Good good people on both bring sides. Bring it up a couple times, but not too much, but not too little. And that's what I'm going to do with apologies. I'm, I'm going to... Susan and I are going to discuss how to make this a reality for yes. me. I love that. I think that's a great, great idea. 
Well, thank you again for bringing up this topic, Nathaniel. I think this is one that a lot of people are probably going to resonate with. And like, we want to, we want to hear your thoughts. Like, how does apologizing feel for you? Are you good at it? If you are, if you're a good apologizer, if you're good at accepting, please share your secrets (laughs) that people want to know. But yeah, I mean, like I said, thank you for bringing this up. This is, this was a good convo. And I think um, one that we want to definitely continue in the future. And we'll probably do a little Instagram poll because I think there could be there could yeah. be some really good engagement with this topic because it's really relevant to everyone. There's really there's no one where this topic simply does not apply in some way. So all that to say, text, email, Twitter, Instagram, tell us your thoughts. Is that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Yes, as always, we are very open to hearing what you have to say. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.